there, healthy-ish listeners. You are listening to the Body and Soul podcast with myself, Felicity Harley, and today it is Friday, and that means Ali Izzo joins us, our digital director, and we dissect the three hot wellness topics and health topics of the week. Firstly, non-alcoholic wine. The tastes are just like a Penfolds Bin 389. Being hangry is actually legit. And lastly, we talk about a story on the site called My Marriage Fell Apart Two Weeks Before My 40th Birthday. And this is what I learnt from the apps. Hey, Ali. Hi. How are you? Yeah. Thanks for coming in. I know you've been sick, healthy <laughs> listeners. She has, but she's here and she's healthy. I am healthy-ish today. No, right. I think I can actually say I'm healthy. I've like, touch wood, I'm touching my head here. Um, no gastro, no like daycare bugs, no COVID, hopefully. Oh, my God. It's going crossed. around again. So, yes. Anyway. We're strapping in. <laughs> okay, talk us through it. Okay, well, this was a really um, popular story on the site, and it was one that was I thought was interesting, but I didn't expect to do so well. And it was a story that Cassandra Green, who I work with on the website, hi Cass, if you're listening, um, thanks, wrote, Cass, uh, thanks for Cass, writing us. Thanks. A good story, such a good story. <laughs> yeah. um, and she tried this non-alcoholic wine that was supposedly tasted the same as a Penfolds Bin Three Eight Nine. Now, if you don't know. Penfold's Bin 389, if you're not a wine buff, it's basically a really fancy Shiraz. It retails for about 100 bucks, and it's really delicious and obviously a bit more expensive. So this one costs $20 or nineteen ninety-nine, and it also has zero alcohol in it. So booze-free, hangover-free. And I don't know whether you've tried a lot of alcohol-free wines for this, but some of them taste pretty average. Like, they're not that great. <laughs> I probably have to be honest here and say I either prefer alcohol or if I'm going to the pub and not drinking <laughs> yes I just have a Diet Coke or a sparkling wine totally. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a yeah. all or nothing kind of person <laughs> you're hardcore <laughs> <laughs> I when I was pregnant I tried a fair few low alcohol wines and whatever and some are okay and some are just like not worth it I'd rather have a glass of water anyway Cass did the good thing and she opened a bottle of Penfolds. Yeah. She raided her dad's um, wine cellar. Oh, wow. And opened it up and did a side-by-side, like, taste test with this, um, it's called the Next Destination Non-Alcoholic Shiraz. And she said that whilst the Bin 389 has, like, a deeper depth of flavour, the non-alcoholic one was actually delicious. She would very happily drink it even though there was no alcohol in it Um, and that she'll be definitely adding it to her like wine repertoire. So it's not identical but she's like it tastes like a really good red wine and it definitely stacks up next to something like a Penfolds. So perfect for the sober sober curious out there. Definitely. And so you don't feel like you're missing out and it's still kind of a lush kind of warming, um, fragrant kind of red wine. Okay, perfect for winter. There you go. Hang on. She says it has flavours of dark chocolate, ripe berries and complexities of French oak. So there you go. Okay, maybe I should get onto this. Maybe we should order a case. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, From drinking to food and being hungry, I came across a uh, study this week and, look, I had to put this in because I get hangry. Oh, my yes, gosh. Yes, but too. being hangry is a legit 
thing. The, I, we have science now to I need prove to, it. like, share this with my husband because I get hangry and he's <laughs> like, too. you can't actually have a conversation right now. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm hangry. I'm just so hangry. <laughs> oh, it's a running joke in my family about me being hangry. It, it's just... Yeah. If I'm hangry, stay away oh, from I'm, it's Felicity. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, a new study is out that actually validates the link between a cranky mood and a grumbly belly. It was actually <laughs> a study by a bunch of psychologists um, published in the journal Plus One, looked at 64, so small study, 64 German, Swiss and Austrian adults over a three-week period and asked them to submit five daily reports on their food intake and their emotions. And basically they found an association between self-reported hunger and heightened levels of anger and irritability and reduced feelings of pleasure. Now, (laughs) there is lots of research out there already, which I didn't know, but I was pleased to learn that you know, that has proved this before, but it's all been in a lab. So this is the first time it's been out in the field. So I think that, yeah, I mean, the, the lead um, psychologist on the study actually said that it's really great that we have studies around this because we can label an emotion to help people regulate it. So I think we've got a new emotion out there, hangry. It's definitely a thing. And now science can back it up. Oh, exactly. So you can tell your husband <laughs> and my everyone I know, <laughs> my work colleagues, my friends, my family. It's a thing. Okay. Okay. That makes me feel better. <laughs> now, most click story of the week. Yeah, this was really interesting. So this was actually a piece that Catherine Mahoney wrote for yes, The Body. She has been on the podcast. She is fabulous. We love her. Um, and she writes a regular column for the magazine as well. Um, and we published this one on the site because it was such a goodie. And she's sort of she's written a book which is all about being sort of between husbands I think the book's called and it's about being divorced at age 40 and she was actually sort of split from her famous rugby playing husband two weeks before her 40th birthday but she has written a story about her experiences on the apps and I say that in inverted commas so the dating apps tinder etc etc and basically how when she first started she kind of went in with the mindset of finding the one like this big love her like you know forever person and how that led to a lot of disappointment basically Uh, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm sure is no surprise to anyone who's using dating apps because I think the motivations why people are on it often are mismatched Um, but she said look it was funny but when she actually switched her thinking to being sort of more short term and enjoying the interactions for what they are she found not only did she find a relationship and she actually ended up spending four years with a guy that she met on the apps but she also enjoyed the chat and the banter and wasn't so um, disheartened I suppose so look if you're feeling a bit I know my sister's in this I hope she doesn't mind me saying this but my sister gets a bit um, (laughs) over the apps and deletes them and goes no I don't want to be on them and then she like reinstalls them if you're in that like on off sort of vibe I recommend go onto Body and Soul read the story because it's very enlightening it's very funny Um, Catherine's got a great way with words but um, it's a nice way to think about maybe your mindset and going into it and Maybe you'll still find your love on the apps, but you maybe need to go about in a slightly I different way. I do love way. that we call them the apps <laughs> The now. apps. I know. Why this, are they the apps? Is this a new term? I but know. It, it's maybe because there's so many and so it just I kind think of bum, bumbles. Bumbles them all together. <laughs> you like, I like that? what you did there. Bundles them all together. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, there's, and there's different ones for different things, I think. I am not on the apps, so I don't know, but... Um, Yes, there's definitely, they're a collective. I think we need a collective noun for, for the apps, apart from the apps. So, Actually, I thought, Catherine, when she was on the podcast, she talked a bit 
about how she had love-hate relationships and how she went through a bit of a... She was all on the apps and then she was all off the apps yeah. and then she was all on them. But I think even her point about not just taking relationships for what they are because so often we get so hung up on the end. Is this going yeah. to be the fairy tale? Is this what I want? But we don't yeah. actually... Well, Take I, th- it. I don't think you enjoy the present moment necessarily. Exactly. Yeah, because you're sort of focused on the end point. And this isn't for everyone, not all, not stereotyping that this is what women want. But she's definitely said that when she changed, what she said in the articles was once I changed my remit f- to looking for something casual or NSA, apparently, that's what they say, no strings attached, as people say on the profiles, it was finally then that she was fishing where the fish were and she relaxed into the whole dating world. And then she went on to meet some lovely men who were wanted more than NSA. Like, that wasn't necessarily their endpoint. So it kind of gives you the space, I think, to actually be present in those conversations and maybe that's where you find the fish, as she says. I like that. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for coming back on. Pleasure. Anytime. (laughs) See you next week. If you want more from Kath Mahoney, she wrote that story about her marriage falling apart two weeks before her 40th birthday. We had her on the podcast a few weeks ago, so I will put links to that ep in the show notes. If you want more from us, plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish, jump online, bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. Thanks again for tuning in and if you have a moment, well, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast and you can also comment on Ali and I babbling. Love it, hate it, tell us about it. Anyway, until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.